Good morning. You're probably stuck in traffic. It's the morning mix. I'm Christy Dillaway with my co-host Keith Barony. Hey, Keith. Morning, Christy. It's great to be here. How are you today? I'm great, but we <laughs> we both experience the traffic, and I'm sure many of our listeners are in it too. It is skier load-in traffic oh on gosh, a yes. snowy, wet, <laughs> gray. <laughs> windy day. Yeah, but I'm really starting to think that Park City really is God's country because when all those out-of-town idiots were here, they couldn't get any snow, couldn't get any weather, you know what I mean? And then they finally left, and the locals who love this stuff are getting it in by the tons. But you should know that that's unusual because it usually snows like crazy during Sundance Film uh, Festival, and it's a great time to be skiing. Hard to get a dinner reservation, <laughs> yeah. but a great time to be skiing. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> so I'll tell you how I traverse the traffic is I just, uh, I, draw, I, I shift into reverse, and then I just drive with the car going backwards looking through the rear window, and it makes all the other drivers just concerned for long enough for me to cut in ahead of them. It's so clever. I have a friend at Telluride Blues and Brews who told me he could sneak into things by walking backwards right yeah. through the entry. And I couldn't understand how he did it. And he did it to me as an example, and I still didn't get it. All of a sudden, <laughs> he was on the other side of me, and I'm like, whoa, 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 do it again, do it again. Well, haven't you ever been sitting in your parked vehicle in like a lot, and then someone backs up, and you think you're going forward because you mm, catch them from mm-hmm, the mm-hmm, corner mm-hmm, of your mm-hmm, eye? Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, it's kind of mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like a train. Well, <laughs> right. don't try that, drivers. There's enough out there going on. So just uh, listen to the radio and yes. enjoy this time. And um, Excellent. It does clear. It does clear. You'll get there. Well, this show is, um, is going to be uh, my last show. Um, I, I don't know what to do about that. <laughs> you know, I'm, I've, I've been hugging strangers for a few days now. <laughs> I'm just very disoriented. I don't know how that relates, but um, well, I'm I'm just sad and disoriented. (laughs) Yeah, it's been a little bit fun for me. (laughs) I should say that I have been producing and co-hosting this show for almost four years now. Oh my gosh! And it's uh, bittersweet, sad, uh, but I had to move on, and so this is going to be my last show. And I'm so glad you're here with me, and I'm so glad the listeners are here. I am too. You you know, you're doing a very cool thing. I don't know if I can mention what it is, but you're you've got a big project ahead, and so it's totally understandable that you would. What do you call it? Betray us, the people who (laughs) love what you do. Good point, though. I am staying on in my role as the music consultant, Ah. and I'm still going to produce the Fresh Tracks, which is new songs every week on Friday at the top of every hour, and I'm still going to put together the concert calendar and make sure that we keep the listeners informed about the music that's coming up in our area. So I'm still here. I'm still involved. I'm doing what I love. Um, Our guests today are musicians Sundog Sky. They're a local band, all um, Park Cityites. Some are in high school, some are in college. We're psyched that they're going to be here. They've got an album coming out soon that we'll talk about with them. We're also going to talk to freestyle mogul athletes Casey and Jesse Andringa. They are um, Olympian and World Cup champs and uh, just had an amazing run (laughs) yesterday. The FIS Freestyle World Cup is in town this weekend at Deer Valley. So we're going to get a little behind the scenes about what it takes to be a freestyle athlete. Mm. We'll talk to them at 9.15. We'll do weekend events at the bottom of the hour, as always. And then we're going to talk to Kirk Joseph, a renowned New Orleans sousaphonist, who is going to tell us a bit about Mardi Gras parades, carnival season, the tradition of brass bands, and, um, and Mardi Gras Indians. We can ask him our Mardi Gras questions while we 
uh, while we suffer in this wet snow wind. <laughs> we'll think about that. <laughs> I have prepared several really pointless questions for him, so I'm excited. I'm excellent, really excited. Excellent. <laughs> well, all that's coming up on The Morning Mix, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. Nice. Welcome back to The Morning Mix. Our musical guest today is Sundog Sky, Will Sangster, Jack Forster, and Luke Roberts. Hey, welcome back. Thanks. Thanks for having us. So, Will, tell Pleasure us a quick... to be here on uh, the last show. I know, right? <laughs> tell us a quick bit about the band and what's going on with you guys. So, we just had Luke come back from boarding school. So, one, as soon as he got back, pretty much, we've just been getting on the horse and, and running, and um, we're getting a lot of gigs booked, and um, we've been recording a lot out of my home studio, and... We're in the process in March of tracking an 11-song album over at Manverse Music in Salt Lake. And then we're going to be releasing that at the Rockwell Room on Main Street in April 24th. Excellent. Yeah. Will that be all ages? Yeah, it will. Okay. I was looking around for all ages, and we just did a gig down at Kilby Court in Salt Lake. So I was thinking that could be a good prospect, but uh, they didn't have any openings. So I had Brian Richards you know, from Mountain Town refer me over to that room. So we rented that for the night. Are the 11 tracks finished? Um, they're finished in like the making, like we yeah. have all the structures and whatnot. But we've done just a couple of them demos. Uh-huh. And then the rest still need to be tracked in March and mixed and mastered and all that. So at this point, there's probably not, not going to be any, you guys aren't going to change any melodies or lyrics or anything like yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. We are releasing the two demos tonight. We're finishing oh, cool. up the mixes right after this. And we're releasing the two demos as our first ones on Spotify tonight. Nice. Oh, yeah. Bold moves. I, I tell love you, it. Yeah. I love you guys, it. <laughs> nothing stopping you guys. Yeah. No. Yeah. And on Apple Music. Luke yep. says, and Apple Music. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we jump into uh, your first song? Why don't you intro it? <laughs> cool, cool. This is live on the morning mix Sundog Sky. No time Cause we ain't got much I can see the future Always coming up But we just gotta live right now Getting a feeling Like you're in a dream Staying on the mountain Beneath the sea Don't get stuck in the future Or stuck in the past It's like a car with the motor That just ran out of gas Staying still between time and space If I stay like this There will be no escape Getting that feeling Like you're 
in our dream Staying on the mountain Don't hide neath the sea Sweet, yeah. You guys are. Do you ever go by uh, SDK? Oh no, not usually. Oh okay. There's a new one though. Because I think you guys have real crossover appeal, and mm-hmm. you could sell what your sound to the older folks by pointing out that it's all the consonants in Sudoku. Because that oh, really is okay. that. You okay. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> Never thought of that. <laughs> yeah, one, but just there we Sudoku go. except for the O's and the U's, and yeah. that's you guys. <laughs> awesome. Very, very. Uh, uh, accessible sound and, and cool, thanks. And your drummer's totally cool being put in the corner there, like oh, that, yeah. being mistreated the way rock <laughs> We're and roll both drummers just are in the corner. Yeah, you guys are cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well done. Keith always has an interesting angle on things. I appreciate that, Keith. Our next guests in the studio are Casey and Jesse Andringa. Casey was in Pyeongchang as a 2018 freestyle Olympian, skis some of the hardest tricks on the World Cup tour. Uh, unfortunately, is injured out for the season. His younger brother Jesse is here. Had an incredible night last night on Champion uh, Racecourse. Made uh, finals and a career best singles finish in number eleven. Welcome to the studio, guys. Thanks for yeah. joining us. Thank you so much for having us. Excited to be here. Was it an amazingly windy, challenging night last night? How does the wind affect that? Um, it was definitely challenging up top. The snow was just blowing in your face at all times and hitting the airs you'd almost be stopped in the middle of the air because it was so windy that you'd land and be going like zero miles an hour which is an interesting concept because usually you're flying out of the airs but it uh i don't know it was fun and exciting about it when when you encounter something like that that doesn't happen often you know where you've got no momentum suddenly is that like does your improvisational stuff kick in or what, what do you do in that kind of situation yeah, I mean, we talked to our coaches and kind of figured that we just had to ski faster and ski uh-huh. harder and jump bigger. So we definitely improvised, but it was basically just go harder. Ah, <laughs> nice, nice. And you definitely ski faster. Um, I don't know if you heard, but I think confirmed, unconfirmed, he had the fastest time on champion ever <laughs> yesterday. Oh, man. Congratulations. So. Is there Thank a you. record book somewhere that they keep that you can go by, like the glass pit the window and like look at it? I don't think there is, but I spent about 30 minutes looking at old archives and I haven't found one faster yet. So man. if you know of one out there that is faster, come challenge us. So <laughs> There should be a glass window somewhere yeah, in Deer Valley with, with records. That's awesome. So okay, so you're so you're going faster. It's windy. The crowds there are chanting your name. You're up in the air. Oh yeah, good sound effects. You're up in the air and you're like, wow, I've got more time up here than usual. Is there a temptation like just throw another flip in there? I don't know. I don't know. What is that? Uh, there's not. Necessarily. I'm just gonna ask the dumb You'd questions hope. that You'd people yeah. wonder. Yeah, I mean, right now if you do a double in our sport, you get uh, a, a no trick. You get a zero. Just because it's too oh. dangerous to throw it while you're going so fast through the moguls. But it's definitely you're hanging up there and you're kind of in the air and you get a little bit more nervous just because you're like, 
just floating for extra long and, and the there's ground more is time to further think away and, than you yeah. planned on it being. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> They're laughing at me. <laughs> well, Daichi Hara last year at the World Championships actually did exactly what you said, where he had too much airtime. So he tried to throw another flip into that. And it went horribly, but you know he was okay and won his next duel. But it was you probably can't hesitate if you think about it. Like, should I? Yeah, no, it's a, it's all just off instinct. Like, it's you're not thinking the whole. As soon as you push out of that gate, you're just you kind of just black out, and then you just like you're at the bottom all of a sudden, (laughs) and it's all just like you're just using your, you know, what you've learned and what you've trained for. Yeah, muscle memory. That is a unique concept. Once you're out of the gate, you black out and you get to the bottom. <laughs> I, I can't quite envision how you're competing at the top of the world stage of your sport and you're like, I don't know. <laughs> when you say blackout, you're talking more like a tunnel vision? like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like it's, you just, there's no time to think about right. things, you know? And so you just kind of, it's, you try to clear your mind. At least I, I do. I'm sure Jesse does too. Just like no thoughts. And then you just react, you know, like there's no, you're not like, okay, I need to do a little bit more edge control here. I need to like, uh, you're literally just skiing. Trust yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, it's a big blur. And so you get down and your coaches are like, oh, how was that part of the run? And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> let's, let's look at the tapes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I admire you guys because you're proactively trying to go fast. You know, the only reason I would go that fast is if like an ex-girlfriend was right behind me. <laughs> <laughs> You guys do it without needing that extra, you know, encouragement. That's amazing. Uh, It's fun. It's definitely fun. Well, let's talk about the progression of a new trick. Uh, If you're trying to do something you haven't done before, and um, how do you build that? What's the process? So um, when you're younger a lot, you start learning on the trampoline. And as Uh us older guys, I say older, Jesse's 22. (laughs) But um, we kind of don't go on the trampoline because it hurts your back. It hurts my back. Uh, and then you take tricks to the water ramps over at the Utah Olympic Park here. Um, we train there sometimes twice a day, pretty much every day during the summer that we're home. And you kind of just do jump into the water over and over and over and over again so that if you ever find yourself stuck upside down on the snow, you know how to you know, not land on your head. Um, and so you just do that until you hate it yeah. <laughs> and, you, we, and you can't wait to get to get out of there and then you bring it to snow finally we do about like a thousand jumps on the water ramps in the summer and then you bring your new trick to the snow and you train that all fall we go to like zermatt uh switzerland and we went to chile this summer and uh, mount hood oregon so we train those tons and tons of times and then we get into world cup and throw it a couple times for the first time and hopefully it goes well um man i gotta say <laughs> as as an elderly man that your generation just impresses me. I mean, you guys have work <laughs> ethic, you know, the rehearsal hours for the band and the fact that you guys are jumping into a pool that may or may not be filled with air that will prevent you from breaking your legs. And who's, <laughs> who knows? Let's see, you know. It's amazing what you guys, the effort you put in. Hey, thank you. Yeah. I mean, we do because we love it, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's really something. I want to know the role that music plays in the competition. So uh. you, there's music is a big part of freestyle. Um, and, and it's a fun event to be a part of and watch because the, the songs start off and they're always full of energy. Are you listening to that? Do you get to pick the song or do you have your own music in your ears? Um, so a lot of athletes do it differently, but I think Casey and I both, we listen to our own music in our headphones 
and we get kind of in our groove. I like to listen to like really calm, just groovy music, kind of uh, like dancing spa at the music. Top. He's, he's <laughs> doing <laughs> some, he's doing some goofy like, dance moves, uh, like sexy weekend it. by the scoundrels. <laughs> 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 um, and then I'm kind of the exact opposite. Like uh, at the Olympics, you know, that whole season was such a whirlwind for me that if I thought about it, I'd get really nervous. So I would just put in the loudest, heaviest, like pop punk or I was, my Olympic song was Rollin' by Limp Bizkit. And I would just have it in both ears so much that I couldn't even hear the person telling me to start. And uh, so I'd have to have my coach like wave at me or something, or I just would have been standing there. The, the whole starter's night. probably like, God, these kids, <laughs> <laughs> go, go. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, all right. And then talking of dedication, I mean, the big story about you guys is that you just threw it all, like we're doing this, and you go live in a camper. At the, was it at Steamboat? Where were you? Yeah, at up Steamboat on Rabbit Ears Pass outside of Steamboat. And you're like, this is what we're doing every day. No distractions. And that paid off. Yeah, it did. It was like the best two or three months of all time, too, I think. Jesse's degree. Yeah, it was just like total isolation, just Casey and I training every day kind of by ourselves. We'd have a coach on the weekends, and then during the week we'd coach ourselves and video ourselves and yeah. work out by ourselves. We'd and go to the local high school track and either run one day. Would, you know, one day we'd lift at the gym, then we'd go run sprints at the track the next day, and then the third day we would steal the high school football pads and stuff, and so we'd do agility like high knees and you know quick cutting and cone drills and stuff, and then on that fourth day we would just start the cycle over again. All with we'd start the day off with a water ramp session over in Steamboat, which is yeah, so it's oh, I was wondering if you hiked up to find snow every day. Okay, so there's water ramps. Yeah, so they have water ramps over there. It's a lot smaller of a facility. <laughs> this is a different story than I had in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was that like, they're eating cooler, granola though. and like hiking their way up. <laughs> yeah, maybe, well, we maybe. we ate a lot of tuna. A lot of tuna and PB&Js <laughs> and, uh, and hot dogs. To keep expenses down? Or exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. We try to keep to like a 75 cent a meal kind of deal. Yeah. And we did. Well, Isn't Steamboat one of the only places, other places with water ramps? Yeah. There's, there's uh-huh. a few places in the U.S. Like Lake Placid has them. Um, but Steamboat was the one that we grew up going to. Nice, and then right. we'd come to Park City every now and then. But it was kind of like a fun vacation. Also, is it is it odd to would it be odd for you to like train in ice and then compete in powder? Like if you went to Lake Placid, wouldn't that be a problem? Um, yeah, you actually on the East Coast you have a lot of ice. Um, so we're pretty spoiled because we grew up you know skiing in Colorado and on the West, and so like we are used to you know, powder and like really nice moguls, and it's just more fun that way. And so we we are kind of jaded towards the whole East Coast. Um, but we have some kids on our team who are from the East. And they're all such good skiers because they grew up skiing that. And so, you know, a good day at Killington Mountain in uh, Vermont. Vermont. Yeah, Vermont. Um, you know, that's a horrible – like, I wouldn't even go out skiing Yeah, here if it was like that. But it's, you know, a great day at Killington. And they just love it because they just love skiing. It's, it's beautiful, really. Yeah, I grew up in the East Coast, and that was all the skiing I knew. So I combined it in, in that it's, it's, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's an environment that trains better skiers, but I chose to be a mediocre skier instead, <laughs> even though it's in a tra- better training situation. It's good to have so, goals, Keith. Yeah. It's I, good to have goals. Yeah. <laughs> Let me also tell these fellas, just in case you ever do that, uh, that thing again where you're trying to you know, eat on 40 cents a day, fried bologna. I'm just saying. Fried oh, bologna. Yeah, because it terrible. doesn't leave you, you for like four or five days, man. <laughs> those, just, those calories are working for a week. Oh, yeah. my God. They are relentless. So spectators that are going to go watch the uh, dual moguls tomorrow, can you tell us a little bit about the scoring and what's more important, a super clean run 
or a big trick or the speed? Uh, um, so duels is at 7.30 tomorrow and it is 50% clean skiing, 25% speed and 25% jumps. Um, but that being said, if you beat someone down, the judges are going to like that and the crowd's going to like that. So if you beat someone down by a good bit, it's going to be hard to not give it to you. Yeah, it's uh-huh. like you don't want to. It's also a pride thing out there too. If you're, you know, everyone on the World Cup is an incredible skier, and so you, there's a lot of pride that goes with that, and so you don't want to be the guy that gets smoked by like one and a half, two seconds <laughs> in front of all of Park City coming down here. Um, we've all been on the receiving end of that, and it's not, it's not a good look, and it's not a good feeling to walk away because then you're walking away saying, "Wow, I, I could have gone harder. I just kind of mm-hmm. like laid uh-huh. one up, and then." got smoked in front of my hometown yeah. so um i think you're gonna see some fast skiing last year the dual mogul event at world championships i heard from multiple people that it was the single best sporting event people had attended wow. and it was so not to not to overhype it <laughs> for saturday but uh, i think it should be a good one and you're gonna see some fast skiing and some probably big crashes too oh yeah in the um i've read several times um that like in an Olympic event, somebody might think, I haven't really done that trick before, but I haven't really done what I'm about to try to do. But heck, I'm gonna throw it. I think you did that, Casey. Yeah, yeah. Um, really? I don't think that happens in other sports. I mean, does a gymnast think, uh, yeah, throw another <laughs> thing in, into my routine. There's room for one more pass or, you know, yeah. like, is that, do you think that's unique to being freestyle? Like it's part of the, the draw or the, I don't know, the people that go into the sport? like. What is that to just think, yeah, I think I'm going to try it? Um, I mean, honestly, it's not even a thing in mogul skiing. Like it's, it's, pre- it's pretty unique to Casey, I'll be honest. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> frowned upon to, like, you, you're supposed to have trained your trick hundreds of times um, on the course in a full run because, like, mogul skiing is about skiing perfectly, unfor- unfortunately now. Um, but you have to ski perfect, and you can't make any mistakes. And so to throw a trick that you haven't necessarily thrown in a full run in the super finals of the Olympics. Some would call uh, irresponsible or, <laughs> or reckless. Have some called it that? <laughs> yeah, Did actually, you hear that? I actually, uh, Do you know the a... difference between the word some and all? <laughs> curiosity. Yeah, I, I've, I've had multiple uh, parents and, you know. Multiple parents. Friends. People come up to me and be like, you know, kind of shake me, and they're like, "What were you thinking? Like, you could have just, you could have just walked into third place." I wasn't and, thinking; I blacked out from the top. And uh, <laughs> yeah, well, my whole thing was I wanted to ski moguls because I watched Johnny Mosley oh, ski. Yeah. I think it was on Champion here actually, and he did his dinner roll, which was like a new off-axis revolutionary. Thing. Yeah, and he changed freestyle skiing forever. And the judges hated it. And the judges hated it. And maybe explain the dinner roll real quick. So the dinner roll is a sideways. It's not upside down, but it's a sideways. 720. So you're doing two spins and kind of flipping at the same time. These days it's kind of a stock trick. Um, but at the time it was like he was the first to ever do it. And because you weren't allowed to go inverted, right? Yeah, your head you couldn't drop below yeah, your exactly. shoulders. And so, and so he, he kind he of cheated it. Horizontal. Um, ended up fourth. And yeah, but he like went for it and he, you know, did the trick that he wanted to do. And so I was going up for my super finals run. Probably shouldn't, like, the fact that I was even in super finals was ridiculous. Because um, I wasn't even on the US team to begin that year. And then. Yeah, I was on the chairlift, and um, my coach had told me he had no idea what trick I should throw. Because all summer long, I'd been joking <laughs> with Jesse about this Cork 10 truck driver. So it's um, off-axis, sideways, three spins, with a two-handed grab at the end of it. Um, 
and I was telling Jesse the whole summer, hey, if I ever make a super final at the Olympics, I'll throw it. Just kind of like, I mean, it was very satirical. Be careful what you say out loud, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I was, on that, I was on the chairlift, and I was like picturing what, you know, little eight-year-old me watching Johnny Mosley mm. would want. And so I just basically came to the conclusion that, like, you don't, you don't compete to win third place. Ooh. And so I, I realized it was Write like, it, yeah. it was the only way that I had a chance to win. And I figured like, you know, if you, if you ski to win a bronze medal, like you're not even really skiing. Yeah. 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 This wow. Is a that sport, is a, that's a very profound threshold. thing you said. Yeah. <laughs> this, this sport appears to be a bunch of lunatics tr- being reined in by a bunch of uptight judges and rule makers. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm going to go on the record and say, I agree with that. So if you're listening, Fizz, I mean, these oops. are the, these are the people that steal equipment from the high school, you know, on a regular basis. Uh, so. Well, we are so glad you guys were able to join us today and the FIS freestyle world Ski Ski World Cup is uh, happening tonight as aerials and tomorrow night at Deer Valley at the Dual Moguls competition. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the times in our weekend events. Thanks so much for coming in and best of luck. And this was a fun interview for <laughs> yeah. my last Thank show. You I so really much appreciate for us. This is our first ever radio. Yeah. Oh my God. You guys are awesome natural. Experience. You did an awesome yeah. job. Yeah. Well, you're Park City local, so I'm sure you'll we'll come back them, in. We'll make I them hang you. upside down like they're in the middle of a trick or something <laughs> next time they're in the studio. Like a bat. And yeah, like yeah. a bat. Exactly. Yeah. Next time I'll try, to, I'll try to do less hand gestures and dance moves in here. It's hard to remember. No one else can see It is time for weekend events. As we said, the FIS Freestyle Ski World Cup is happening tonight and tomorrow night at Deer Valley Resort. It's free to go and watch as competitors twist, fly, race their way to the podium on the same runs they used during the 2002 Olympic Winter Games. Today is the aerials competition with qualifying rounds starting at 2.15 and finals after 7.30 for both men's and women's. Awards and fireworks are scheduled at 8.30. Ice Castle's attraction is open in Midway. Escape into the world of ice caves, frozen water waterfalls and maze-like tunnels Mondays through Thursdays from 4 to 9 p.m., Fridays until 10.30 p.m., and Saturdays noon to 10.30. It's on now from now until early March. And Christy, at the Egyptian Theater this weekend, Howard Jones starts his two-week residency with concerts tonight and tomorrow night at 8 p.m. and again Sunday at 6. The theater is dark on Monday, of course, and nightly shows resume from Tuesday through Saturday. I'm sorry, through Sunday, excuse me, of next week. Food details online at parkcityshows.com. Park City Film is offering something that is probably pretty hard to come by in many locales. They are screening three distinctly scheduled nights of Oscar-nominated short films. Friday night is animated shorts, Saturday is the documentary shorts, and Sunday is live action shorts. Screenings are Friday and Saturday at 8 p.m. and Sunday at 6. Country musician and honky-tonk syndicated radio radio host Tracy Lawrence is performing at DeJoria Center in Camas tonight. Tickets and information can be found at DeJoriaCenter.com and, of course, Los Hell Caminos are at the Spur. And moving on to Saturday, join the Swanner Nature Preserve and Eco Center's weekly snowshoe at 8.30 a.m. Bring your own snowshoes or rent them from the Eco Center. Later in the morning at the Eco Center, you can enjoy a live animal presentation by Wild Wonders Animal Rescue. That's at 11 a.m. And in the evening, they present author Kurt Repenshek, an award-winning journalist and author of Rebisoning the West, Restoring an American Icon to the Landscape. You can find out more about any of those events on their website, swanerecocenter.org. 
And as we just uh, discussed, the FIS Freestyle Ski World Cup on Saturday is running the dual moguls competition with, of course, preliminary rounds starting at 4.45 and awards and fireworks scheduled just before 9 p.m. As always, if you go up to the slopeside events, a good pair of boots with thick soles and hand warmers uh, that... I'm sorry, I lost my place. you got to start those hand warmers a few hours in advance. You know, you open up the packet, and sometime around, like, you're asleep for an hour, they're nice and hot, so just open those early. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) And I would say, uh, definitely, the thicker the sole, the better, or bring a piece of cardboard Ah. and stand on it, because you are standing on the snow, it makes a big difference. That's a great tip. I think it allows you to cheer louder. (laughs) 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 And you can check out the Andringa Brothers there at the Jim Sandy Auditorium at 4 p.m. tomorrow. There will be a free screening for champs or championes, the true story behind the Mexican soccer football team, soccer, football, team that won the U-17 World Cup in 2015. It's filmed in Spanish with English subtitles. What's next? It must be time for the full moon or it must be close to it because at McPollin Farm, they're hosting their annual full moon snowshoe party tomorrow night at the historic farm with dinner and live music followed by a moonlit group romp. More information can be found at parkcityrecreation.org. Music on the town Saturday night includes Ethno, which is Jeff Franca of Thievery Corporation. (laughs) I love that. With DJ Marty Paws at the cabin. The Electric Moose Band. This is so up your your alley, Christy. (laughs) (laughs) The Electric Moose Band at the Spur, of course. Um, DJ Motto and Friends at OP and uh, Rockwell, of course. The Local Musicians Showcase hosted by uh, Tracy Matson and Walt Evans at DeJoria's uh, State Road Tavern in Camas and Morgan and the Mountain at the Notch Pub on Mirror Lake Highway. And coming up, if you're excited about Mardi Gras and carnival season, and you, then you definitely need to stay tuned for our next interview at 940 with renowned New Orleans musician Kirk Joseph, who will help us understand Mardi Gras traditions like brass bands, Mardi Gras Indians, street parades, and second lines. If that gets you in the mood for your own celebration of Mardi Gras, the Park City Newcomers Club is hosting a Mardi Gras gala at Temple Harshalom next Saturday. The ticket sales close on Monday this week, so there will be no tickets at the door. If you want to join them, you can find tickets at parkcitynewcomers.org. There you go. Weekend events. Because when you think of Mardi Gras, you think of my tribe, the Jews. So that's definitely hit Har Shalom. <laughs> the temple Har yeah. Shalom. <laughs> Everybody's in for a good time. Les <laughs> le bon temps relais. Oh, très bien. <laughs> Welcome back to the studio, our musical guest, Sundog Sky. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Thanks for having us. Thanks for sticking around. This is me applauding. <laughs> so, uh, we got Jack Forrester in the house. Jack made Jack. it. That was quite some traffic coming in, huh? Yeah, How was right? the traffic clearing up? Um, it was pretty good one. It was pretty good once we got into town, but uh, since but on the way mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. it was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Preaching to the choir. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody in the traffic knows that. <laughs> um, well, you want to introduce well, the next song? Yeah. So the next song we're gonna be doing is East Valley. This is gonna be one of the ones we're releasing tonight as demos on all those streaming platforms and whatnot, and also be on our upcoming record called uh, Seltzer and Tea. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and the last one we did was getting that feeling. So here we go with East Valley.
that doesn't get you in the Mardi Gras uh, feeling, then I don't know what would. That's the high step in, make your hands go in the air. <laughs> That's by Dirty Dozen Brass Band, which our next guest, Kirk Joseph, was an original founding member of the Dirty Dozen Brass Band. Kirk Joseph is also, he's played in the Treme Brass Band, and he's the leader of the Kirk Joseph's Backyard Groove. He has been a leader in developing the sousaphone to the modern sensibility and making it cool as all get out. Welcome to the oh, well, show, Kirk Joseph. <laughs> hey, guys. Hello there. Thanks for joining us. Coming from oh, my pleasure. sunny New Orleans, me. where it's uh, nothing like our weather here today. Snowy, windy, Yeah, I blustery. saw the picture you sent me. That was really, <laughs> yeah, that was kind of depressing for a second. But, hey, you can make the best of it. It's all good. It's just yeah. cake frosting, Kirk. It's not real snow. That's okay. There it is. There it is. And that's what you see. You find the best of things. That's what you do. Yeah. You make the best of it. Don't make it the worst. You know? That's awesome. That's good. Well, it yeah. is parade season, carnival season um, in New Orleans after January 6th, Epiphany. That's the end of Christmas and the start of carnival season. It's not just about Fat Tuesday. <laughs> and uh, we, I had you on to tell us a bit about carnival background, street parades, how brass bands feature in that. Let's talk about all that fun uh, stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's, it's, that's New Orleans. We find a reason to dance in the streets. You know what I'm saying? And so no more than what's, I mean, it was Mardi Gras. It's just another day to make it happen even more, you know, where it's it's legal to do a little bit more, little bit more different things than you would do on any other given day. Uh-huh. But, you know, the whole city is involved, I should say. That's the way to put that, you know? And so, you know, you have brass bands from different parts of the city. And if you're not, you know, if you're not in conjunction with the, the other Mardi Gras parades on the main routes, you could have your own thing going through your own community. You know what I'm saying? So that's part of what goes on for Mardi Gras with brass bands, you know, that I've actually taken part of uh, growing up here in New Orleans and being the son of a musician. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's part of what some of the brass bands do. Because this thing, Pete Fountain, everybody's anybody that's been with Pete Fountain, mm-hmm. uh, very world-famous clarinet players from New Orleans. He used to have a, 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 a club called the Half half-ass launching club. And so he wasn't part of the, you know, person, like I say, the main parades like Zulu or Rex, which rolls on Mardi Gras Day. So what he did, he said, okay, I'll make my own parade. Mm -hmm. And so for years, yeah, for years, he would get guys and, uh, you know, brass band guys that he played with. And they would play to certain parts of the city. And it became a big thing. He did it for so many years. Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to do it, but I knew guys who had did it, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. it's, and it sounded like fun. And like I said, but I got to do it in another way. But, you know, that's what I'm trying to relate to everybody is that that's some of the things that goes on with some of the brass band guys or, or people that have the finances to get someone, get a brass band together, and they can just do their own thing. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. What yeah, is Mardi Gras did. Kirk, can you, elaborate, can you explain second line and when that, how that, what what exactly is second line and when does it well, come Well, second line actually means, it really, it, it pertains to like the clubs, you know, you know, you have the people that, that, that's, that's sponsoring the event, whatever it may be, whether it's a funeral or a social and pleasure club, you know what I'm saying? Or just a party. And that's the first line. See what I'm saying? The second line is the guys that's on the side. 
That's the second line. It's the second wave. So they just call it the second line. That's that's what that pertains to. There's waves of of the groups. You have the, the like I say, the sponsors. Uh, you know, are the main participants in what's going on that has gathered everybody there for whatever reason it may have been. See what I'm saying? That's the first line, and the band is part of that. And then the second line is just the people that just travels along. You know what I'm saying? That's what they mean by the second line. So the kind of followers on of the parade. That... Yeah, like you, like you, just, you kind of just pick up as you go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, just, you know, like maybe just in friends to the party or friends of a friend. You know what I'm saying? You just, okay, oh, that's always something good to go check out. So, but you're not one of the main participants. You know, you may you not, might not even know what, what the event is. You just join the following. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's what goes on here. I mean, you know, as I, my first, my first actual gig was a funeral and I was 13 years old, but I grew up in this. Like I said, I'm a son of a musician. I had brothers who played, you know what I'm saying? And so I knew, but I didn't know everything until I actually got involved, you know? So like you play this. Uh, growing up playing funerals or playing second lines, but mainly a funeral because a funeral was usually in the morning and uh, most of the time. And so whatever neighborhood it may be, you could be uptown, downtown, or wherever. You know what I mean? I've done funerals out of town, but the band is coming through. Everybody's coming to their front door to their window to see what's going on. But here in New Orleans, people that come to their front door in their pajamas or whatever, curls in their hair, and before you know it, they're second line. You know? <laughs> and that's, you know, and, and sometimes you got people going to work on a bus they see a deal get off. You know, uh-huh. because maybe they have time, yeah. Or maybe they could call in sick. I don't know. <laughs> you know, or maybe they, they saw their be. boss on the second line and they figured, well, if he's there, <laughs> I could be there. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But that's, you know, that's, that's how it kind of, that's how it all kind of, you know, evolves into, you know, second line and then, you know, parades and stuff like that. So yeah. they say that people in England, when they see a line or a queue, you know, people waiting for something, they just get in it because uh-huh. they think, I don't know, it must be something good. What a contrast <laughs> that in New Orleans, they see a second line, a parade, and they go, oh, I'll just get in it. I love a parade. I'll join the parade every time. I'm Why not, not big on joining know? the conga line at like uh, no. somebody's wedding, you know, like that. I kind of refuse to partake that could in. Be fun. Yeah, you, ought to, you ought to try that, man. You know what I'm saying? Hold, that way you'd be ready. That way. That well, way you'd be ready when you come in for the second line. Well, I'm not into like holding uh, Aunt Judy's hips and walking around the room, you know, but, but I, I'm into the second line parade. Kirk, you, okay. you, you're so steeped in all this and, and you're also so renowned. Uh, did you ever just put down the sousaphone and just act like a citizen and just like get into a cruise float or whatever? Yes, I, yes, I have. Have you really? Yes, I have. I've had. It's been a long time, but I, I had, you know, when I was in school, I had some buddies that I went to school with, and and by chance it was the second line. It was a, it was a Sunday, and and the funny thing about it, it rained. It, yeah. it really rained, and so, but you know, here if, if the band's gonna play, we're gonna enjoy. It. You know, that's <laughs> right. just the way it is. Right. I'll get some kind of way to get them to keep playing. But you know, as I like I said, you learn as a musician. You know, on the other side, they got people that have very very expensive instruments. So like so saxophone, bad, yeah, yeah, yeah. Saxophone players really catch hell <laughs> because you know I mean they they mess up their pads on their horn, and so you know that that kind of prohibits them from playing. But the brass players, like the sousaphones, the trombones, and the trumpets, we can continue. Uh, you know, we just 
after so far, we just got to dump our horns out from the rainwater. On the shoes of the person next to you, right? Is that yeah. where the um, yeah, but, is that where the purple umbrella yeah. comes in? You know, ah, to, like yeah. shield the people <laughs> from the rain. Yeah, well, that's you know that or either the sun. You know, oh, because yeah. here it gets very hot. You know, and you can do that. But back to that day, it's I remember it so clearly, like it was yesterday, because I had so much fun. You know, it was like like I said, guys that I went to school with, just like my my boys. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And so we second line, and before you know it, we was we were just into it. We it was like no one else was there but us. Oh, cool! You know, we, we were having great fun. Before you know, it, we like we had this set where the rain, you know, water here sets in New Orleans on the streets. You know. We had to set in the water. It was like we got in the line. It was like 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 hopping, like roll that boat, you know, to to the music. <laughs> everybody, every if we in the water doing this, was like it was just so much fun. Yeah, if you, like if you let yourself go, yeah, yeah. You let yourself go. You know, that. it's all about letting yourself letting yourself go and totally. and enjoy the moment. You know, isn't that um, what they say about Mardi Gras? Let yourself go. No, what's the phrase? Let you, let's say, let's that's let the That's pretty much the same thing. You know, yeah. let it roll. Let it just 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 have fun. Don't worry about the troubles and. And if there's a problem, go to the other side of the street. Just keep having fun, you know. Have a good time. You know, life is short, guys. I don't know who's listening, but life is short, you know. And none of Everybody's us get out of listening. it alive. That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we all got to go. And so, you know, try to enjoy it to the best. You know, try to do it to its fullest. Well, and here, in New, here in New Orleans, we do that as often as we can. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Fantastic. So, We've been yeah. talking to Kirk yeah. Joseph from New Orleans. He's telling us all about carnival season and uh, giving some good words of advice. We're going to go out with a song, Kirk Joseph's Backyard Groove. Thank you so much oh, for you. joining us today, Kirk. I look forward to seeing you oh, again thanks, soon. Thanks for having me. Uh, and happy Mardi Gras, everyone. And, um, you know, whether you may have a brass band come there or, you know, because that's what I'm about to do. I'm about to hit the road for the rest of the month. Uh-huh. And so we're bringing Mardi Gras to other parts of the country. Nice. So I know there's other brass yeah, other brass bands are going to be doing it, too. So, But if you, if you don't get to see them there, New Orleans is still here. So come <laughs> on down and have a great time. That's the truth. And that the Bonto Roule and happy Mardi Gras. Thank Merci you. Beaucoup. This is Christy Dilloway. My co-host is Keith Barony. We've got Renee um, Bodley-Miller in the studio. She's our general manager. Thanks for coming in. Thanks, Christy. Thanks for giving me the mic, Keith. And what a great show you have had this morning. And I just hate the fact that this is our last morning mix on KPCW. Mm. Christy Dilloway, you are moving on to bigger and better things. Hard to get bigger and better than KPCW, I know. Hard to get bigger. But you have done such a great job with the morning mix. Um, Our listeners out there, thank you so much for tuning in every Friday. 
and we're not really sure what's going to happen after this Friday. Emily Elliott might start her show an hour earlier. We've got a lot of changes happening here at the station. We're under construction. We're getting in a lot of new equipment. And um, we are going to put something in Friday at 9 a.m. We're just not sure what it is. And, Christy, you're still going to be connected to the station, I'm happy to say. Still doing my uh, fresh tracks and concert calendar. I can't tell you how many people have told me how much they enjoy our improved playlists on the radio over the past couple of years. That is due to you, mostly. Randy Barton's been helping us. Dave Cushing's been helping us. John Burdick, of course, you've been helping, too. But, man, you really bring a great perspective to the Mountain Town Sound. It's kind of your hobby. You go to all these music festivals, and we get the benefit of that, and so do our listeners. So thank you for doing that for us. Thank you. Yeah, a pleasure to do. To Christy. What, a, what a fun passion. <laughs> do you want to tell everybody what you're doing, or are you just going to keep Sure, I've accepted a uh, contract with Jet Set Sports to go to the Tokyo Olympics with the U.S. Olympic Committee, U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Committee. So, uh, yeah, heading to Japan in a little bit for a site visit. And it's just going to take me away from town so much that uh, it just I didn't know how to continue with this responsibility at the same time. I think our listeners definitely understand the Olympic spirit and how compelling that is. It's sixth Olympics, and it does um, keep you going back. Never as an athlete, I should mention. But the good part (laughs) is you can listen to music from wherever you are. You can listen to KPCW from wherever you are. So you're going to keep us on our toes with our playlist and keep bringing us our fresh tracks. Absolutely. I'm keeping up on that. Awesome. Thank Thank you you so much. We've got time for one more song from our in-studio musical guest, Sundog Sky. Going right into it. Just want, after, once he's, as he's doing this intro, I mean, just want to touch up on a couple more news things for us. Um, we got Wyatt Pike and Dangus Khan playing with us at our album release. And then we'll be playing for Luke's birthday next Thursday at The Rise. And Friday, Valentine's Day, O'Shucks, Pinebrook. Do you know? 